Hey everybody, it's Michael Martin. Thanks for being here. Happy Monday. So I have a little clarity on what I'm going to do for the show through the end of the year. I'll probably have episodes uh, today, tomorrow, Wednesday, and then, you know, have Christmas Eve, Christmas Day off. And then I'll do the same thing next week. I'll have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week, and then New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. I won't publish anything, just so you have a heads up if you're looking for newer episodes and they're not there. Um, today I wanted to talk about something that I, I've spoken to a few people about, and that is, you know, they're doing their end-of-the-year review, and it's always important to look at your own behavior, not necessarily the performance of the stocks, right? That's what the end-of-the-year review is for. Most people look at their P&L, and that's great. But to me, it's also a big snooze because you really want to take more inventory of your behavior of what you do and what you don't do. And one of the things that comes up is, you know, position sizing. If some people take flyers, it might not necessarily be on the underlying name, but it might be in the position size that they take for a particular name. And in my experience, it's oftentimes a bigger position in something that they know that they had made money in once before and that they came back to a second or a third time and they traded it larger. So what ends up happening is they have the fear of missing out or they have regret that they weren't trading the position larger so that when they had the second opportunity to catch the next breakout, for example, they came back with a position size that was a little larger. Now, you can get away with that. Uh, it certainly depends on the chart, depends on your system, but I think over time you're going to do better performance-wise when you have consistent position sizing. So you can look at your position sizes and indicate to yourself what were you feeling at that point, right? Were you were you in fear or were you overconfident? Now, overconfidence can be in yourself. It could be putting a lot of pressure on the name, you know, then towards the 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 Q3 and I guess Q3 some some companies had these numbers where they blew earnings out but the stock sold off I mentioned on the show before like Tesla I think Amazon Nvidia where the first reaction was to take a big hit so if you might have had all these great hunches but what happens is you have to now study did your hunches serve you that's the kind of end of the year stuff you should be doing not so much like how the trade performed it's more about how did you handle the trade and i think if you want to be able to look back over time and sit down with clients you know obviously it puts you in a really strong spot where you can say across the board that you behaved consistently because that's in effect what they're paying you for that's one big difference between the folks who are you know either trying to run their own money or they are in at the amateur level or they're at the newbie level you give yourself a big leg up on the competition if you can perform consistently over time and so that is uh, a feather in your cap on some level because it helps you fight fear and greed right the best you can do is put the trade on and be in the trade follow your rules now that over time is going to be hard to do when you see things like Disney making new historic highs and the theme parks aren't even open yet, right? Uh, Nike's also at a similar level, right? So you have all this stuff going on and you're trying to interpret what's happening in the world. I think despite what you might feel, you have to fight yourself 
and be very, very cognizant of what you're feeling and that you don't let your feelings affect your judgment, right? In that regard. Because the markets will keep going and going and going and they will do the work. I can assure you that much. And so even having on a modest position can be very, very remunerative if you just stay in the trade and stop trying to get in and get out and get in and get out. If you learn to sit on your hands and let the market do the work, oftentimes it'll pay you a lot more money than you ever could have dreamed of. So on the other hand, you have to be very unreasonable with taking losses. And this is what I'm talking about when you take consistent position sizing and it doesn't work out to expectations, you can get knocked out for a smaller loss. What happens is if you're like, man, Amazon's going to blow numbers away between, you know, what it, whatever it was, you know, the, the, the Friday shopping day, after, you know, Black Friday and Cyber Monday and then the holidays and all this and that, you know, you learn the hard way that sometimes numbers can be really, really good, but the stock can still sell off. So you have to, you have to trade the instrument. And if you come in with a bigger position size because you're kind of more hoping than you can intuit anything, you learn that if you become overzealous about a name and you have too big of a position on, that it kind of, it hurts or it can hurt you for a bigger loss. Now, am I talking 5% to your portfolio? Probably not. But you don't want to have to sit down with clients and walk them through positions where, well, I had a hunch that it was going to be good and the numbers were good. But the thing sold off, you know, whatever it was, 6%, you know, that can make you look like, not like an idiot, but I think people who have money, you know, they can do that on their own. They don't need you to take hunches, right? So I think your, what your position size is actually says a lot about how you feel about both yourself and your ability as well as the instrument itself and you'd be better served to just trade it consistently over time and only increase the number of contracts or the number of shares or the number of scripts whatever it is you're trading in whatever country you're in and let that grow as your account balance grows keeping the same percentage right because you don't want to optimize shares you're trying to look at volatility and you're trying to measure that with the account balance so that when you do lose you're thinking in terms of percentages, right? And that's an interesting that's an, an interesting conversation to have with clients because they might look at the biggest share price names like your Amazons, your Teslas, and they see big dollar swings. You just have to remember that, you know, a fifteen dollar move in in Amazon, for example, is whatever it is, a half a percent in the underlying name. And so when you think in terms of percentages, you can actually coach your clients to kind of come to understand things that way. And I think it's easier on you too, right? Because the goal is to run this as a marathon. You know, we don't, I think most analysts don't have a really clear vision of what the electric vehicle market's going to be like in the next 10 to 20 years. And they really don't get paid to have those types of estimates, right? They have to kind of stay under the bell curve of where things go. They can't fantasize that Tesla could be like a $3 trillion company because that would bring too much ridicule and probably what the upper management would think would be negative attention to the company, you know, over to over time or at least in the near term. So, you know, you can you can take those I don't want to say take those chances, but you can envision that and, and then measure 
how you feel about it in your position sizing, right? That's what it comes down to. Your entries and your exits are definitely important, but really what motivates your P&L, so to speak, is the position size. And I feel like, especially in the world that we're living in here, you might consider playing things much more conservatively. And then if the opportunity avails itself, right, you can always add another risk unit on going forward after the instrument has shown you that it's going to go up and it's going to make some money. Anyway, thank you for being here. If you want a free copy of the Inner Voice of Trading audiobook, it's yours for free at Martin Chronicle. Go get yourself one. And uh, thanks for being here. I'll see you tomorrow.